Hello. Uh, welcome back to And Then We Fought a Dragon. And Then We Fought a Dragon. We actually made it back. Whoa! It's Look at great. Us go. It, it feels good. Yeah. Um, I'm Desiree. And I'm Becky. And we're doing recaps of D&D campaign. Uh, most of like this episode, last episode, next couple ones are all going to be catch up because yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. So we're going to jump into it quickly. I'm yes. going to do just key points of relevance from the last catch up, yeah. catch, <laughs> catch up. Um, <laughs> and then we'll jump into <laughs> everything that's happened. So this is campaign two, second campaign. Yeah. And they just like so much happened. So much happened. It so much happened. It's a lot. And if, if you watch the last one, you know that the notes that I took are just disastrous. <laughs> and even now, I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you what they're related to. Nice. But they, um, you went to a new village, saw new encounters, yep. got some supplies, some supplies, not some supplies. We salted some <laughs> dinosaur meat. <laughs> yes, salted dinosaur meat. The turtle hut situation. There are some slugs. Um, a lot of like we went here. We yeah. made it here. Yeah. Traveling. Um, there was one thing: the sleep bubble that I was questioning that was related yeah, to the to other campaign, but we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, I'll remember to look that up when we do campaign one. Um, thankfully, all of this was we're done with the Yonti people, which is. The best news for me, because <laughs> heebie-jeebies abounding. Yeah, they gross. I couldn't even explain why. Well, I can, <laughs> but, like, it's just so off-putting to me. They are really kind of rather gross creatures. Yeah, like, scary and icky. Yeah. Um. So, big, huge battle. Lots of almost don't, didn't make it out. Yeah. Um. Specifically by you. Yeah, I kept dying. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like you really were at the negative receiving. And end my notes were really wild during that last fight because I only take notes for stuff that Brenna knows in character. So I was unconscious for a lot of the fight. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of that information even in my notes because I was unconscious. So it just makes it feel even more chaotic, really. Well, I mean, especially because you know, but I yeah. will never know. Well, I don't know that I know it anymore. <laughs> I knew at the time. But at but the time, like it's, just, it's weird to kind of like experience because you're experiencing it in the first person and the third person. And yeah. I'm experiencing it not in any, like, yeah, like what would you even call that? Wall kind of Literally, yeah. like the four, like, I don't know, not to go on a big tangent, but yeah. there's this uh, person who has these like, explanations on tiktok about the second dynamic dimension third dimension and the fourth dimension and it's really funny and creepy and scary and weird yeah and she's like i'm in the in the third dimension but this person's in the second dimension and they have no clue that i could just take this yeah rotate the baseball yeah exactly yes (laughs) that's what it feels like i'm like the fourth dimension i'm the one but I guess it would be the opposite because I know so much. I'm like the right. second dimension. I know nothing. But you have no control over it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So you know so much, but you don't tell me Weird. so much. Like, it's, I mean, 
in terms of the other players, yeah. they if they like were telling the story, it would be a completely different totally. story. Totally. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, but I mean, that's I think that's the best part of it. That's what yeah. makes it really fun because all other storylines either are in my imagination or just not relevant enough that I even <laughs> am, like conscious of conscious <laughs> of them. But the last thing was um, there was a leg missing. Someone's yeah, missing Sal- their leg. Well, Salbane, it's the guy we came up oh, this right. island to find. Okay, and but he's missing a leg. And you had to run away. Part ways. Oh, right. That was sad. It I, was... Written, I should have written a little sad face so I didn't seem so excited. <laughs> sad he face. so excited that he's missing a leg. <laughs> well, it was more hopeful. A leg missing, but yeah. maybe. No, it's just bad. But then the fog. That was the last thing. Yeah. The fog. So we're picking up from there. Yeah, we're just kind of running into the jungle at this point. So this was, we did our rescue mission at sunset. My cat is leaving my lap. If I'm ever doing weird things with my hands, there's a cat on my lap. Um, <laughs> not anymore, though. Um, so yeah, the party, we did our rescue mission for Salbane and Elnora at sunset. So now that we have got Elnora, at the very least, uh, the sun has set. And we're just running into the dark, foggy jungle, basically, yeah. with... Yanti now alerted to our presence after the big fog cloud to get out. Um, and we're just running, 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 running. Mako's literally carrying Elnora because she's obviously very malnourished and sick from being held captive for weeks, I think, at this time. Time is a weird thing in D&D because a day can take like four sessions or you can have five days in one session or more. So it's very hard to tell. How it's also gone on. It's, and you also do not communicate time indicators at, it. at all, which is totally yeah. fine. Yeah. But my timeline for things is all been one day, actually all, all of this <laughs> so far one day. Well, I mean, essentially I have to make it up. I yeah. have to, I have to be like, it's nighttime now. It's daytime now. It's nighttime now. It's daytime yeah. now. Because there's no indicators. Yeah. All of this could have happened in like s- 16 years if I if I wanted it to, right? <laughs> like when you're like, we're walking, I'm like, they've been wandering for five years. Because there's no <laughs> so time <sad>. indicators. <laughs> no food or water uphill both ways. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Mako's carrying Eldora as we run through the night. There's like vines and branches whacking us in the face. Sumi's trying to hide our tracks behind us because she was an earthbender that day. She chooses her element each day. So she's trying to kind of hide our tracks a little bit, but we're really going for speed over stealth at this point because we just need to make distance yeah. between us and the auntie. We did have to like quickly fight off about four auntie that caught up to us while we were oh. running but managed to get past them and just keep going. And uh, we're taking what's called exhaustion points as we run. So when your character goes beyond the time period when they should be having a long rest, an overnight sleep, your DM can have you roll constitution saves to see if you roll above a certain amount. And if you roll below, you get levels of exhaustion. And there's six levels total. Um, okay. Each of which give you like a, an extended number of disadvantages, basically. So you want to try and avoid getting exhaustion points. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I was rolling really badly on my constitution saves. Did you use different? I think you said something about how your dice were like acting up. Did you use different dice? Oh, I yeah. 
I'm regularly switching what dice I'm using every week. There's new dice in the jail. But um, yeah, I was down to three levels of exhaustion, which means I have disadvantage on ability checks. So basically any role that I do. My speed is halved. Big problem in the current situation that we're in. (laughs) And I get disadvantage on attacks and saves, which makes any further saves against exhaustion points really difficult. I'm going to put that out there. So Um, you're just being dragged like 50 feet behind. So there was other people who had exhaustion points, but I think I rolled the worst. I think I had the most exhaustion points. And we're just trying to run. We're helping each other along. Um, We had a few other encounters with jungle creatures at night just because... They live in the jungle. It's yeah. their jungle, but managed to keep carrying on. And it, at this point, we've been running like five hours into the night. Like it's like three, four in the morning or what have you. So we really need to take a long rest at this point. Yeah. We're hoping we have enough space between us and the Serpent's Eye Temple. So Sumi kind of earth bends a hole in the ground and I tiny head on top of it so that we're like low down and hopefully not noticeable. And we take a long rest, which is good. So for exhaustion points, every long rest, you go back up and exhaustion point. So if I have three, I'll need three long rests to recover and okay. back up to normal. So we get a rest. Elnora is has so many exhaustion points that she's just like unconscious at this point. She's okay. She will recover. But she's just been through a lot. Poor girl. So we let her sleep um, in the tiny hut. And the next morning, we pull out Salbane's box that he told us about because we definitely stole that from his house when we were there a few months ago and have been carrying it with us the whole time. That's the one with the key. That's the one with the key. Um, It's it's got, well, it has a fancy lock on it that we couldn't break into, which is why we haven't opened it before now. Um, But he told us about this box because it has a letter for the elven princess that he's asked us to deliver. And then he said we could just have any money that was in it. So but you already it, took that. Well, we hadn't opened it yet. So we pull it out now oh. to open it. I think we literally repeating a conversation. He gave us the key. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes, 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 yes. So we have the letter now. Sumi has that in her pocket. And it had like 300 platinum in it, which is a lot of money. So that's nice. Cause Did you read the letter? Funds. Pardon? You read the letter? I can't remember if we did or not. I think we chose not to because it's not for us. And we were trying to be respectful, even though we literally stole his box. That'll be a first. This was his dying wish. So we're just going to go deliver it to his girlfriend who will never be able to see him again because of our failure and the deep guilt and remorse. (laughs) It takes untimely death for you guys to have like a moderate moral compass. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit late, but we got there, you know. That's I fine. don't think we read it. Okay. But I I don't have in my notes that we did. And anyway, at that point we decide, okay, maybe we should gently wake up Eleonora and kind of tell her what's going on a little mm-hmm. bit just so well before we start running again. So Sumi and Brenna, the guys put us forward as like the girls basically were hopefully less scary, I guess, than Honestly, we are. We've got a fish man. We've got a super hot goth boy. We've got a tabaxi. And Glenn. Glenn's not intimidating. But anyway, Sumi. Poor and Glenn. Glenn is often coming in clutch, but often takes the brunt of our mockery. Uh, Sumi and Brenna wake up Eldora. And uh, she's obviously kind of freaked out about what's happening, what she's been through. 
and asked where Sylvain is because he's been her friend and constant for the last few weeks and has been keeping her safe and trying to get her home. So we have to explain that he stayed behind to help us escape and is dead. And obviously there are tears, etc. Um, can we explain to her what's happening, that we're bringing her home, that, uh, we're going to get her back to Havenport and she really wants to go home. So she's on board with that. She trusts us. Um, and we give her some food and explain that we're going to the village of tall trees first to kind of make sure that we're hidden from the auntie, shake them, and then we'll head back. to. Don't you have business there? Sort of. So tall trees. Are supposed to be killing somebody? Well, that that's in Scarbia. Yeah, we're oh, supposed Scarbia. To... Yeah, that's Yolanda, the hag's mission for us. But Tall Trees has an undetermined connection to Viper. Um, that apparently we know from Fang and Falcon, who are two other Tabaxi that we met in Scarbia, that there's going to be a big meeting of the Tabaxi clans in Tall Trees, like imminently at, the, at this point it's going to be in a couple days basically and it's to do with some stuff that happened a conflict between the tall trees tribe and a nearby village of lizard folk there's a conflict that happened there and they need to have this big meeting of all the clans to kind of figure out how they're going to deal with it and fang had invited or asked if viper was going to be there but Viper had claimed he was scared of heights and stuff and didn't want to go to Tall Trees. Oh. And now when we decided we had to run from the auntie, Viper was like, hey, Tall Trees isn't too far. We could go over there. And we were all like, hey. something sus is here. But yes, we need somewhere to hide. So All these okay. secrets. Yeah. So we're heading towards Tall Trees. And at this point in the morning, we start running again. Um, Mako's helping Brenna along. Sumi's helping Elnora along because we've still got half speed with our exhaustion points. So we're going much slower than before, but we're still going. And we run all day without really encountering any more fights. We have another long rest. The next day, we have a brief encounter with a herd of dinosaurs that live in the jungle that we just kind of ran into. But hello, Tangerine. Des's cat is on screen right now. <laughs> so cute. Cat visitor. Look at this beautiful kitty. Anyway, we fight off the raptors. And at this point, we're about like a day and a half away from tall trees. Uh, we pass by various jungle creatures. There was these cute little ones that are like these little plant creatures that had like little plant doggies or horses with them. And they were like collecting little mushrooms and stones and things. And so they That's were cute. They didn't do anything. Oh. Well, my, can you hear my cat making yes. noise? I guess. It's my cat, sorry. Um, but yeah, they were cute and harmless, seemingly. So always nice to encounter harmless things in the jungle. Um, I just want everyone to know, this is not usual. My cat does not like me this much, but apparently is jealous. For he him. wants to be on camera. He's like, <laughs> I'm a star. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve to be here. <laughs> Uh, so we, we finish the day after fighting our raptors, have a long rest, should arrive tomorrow. The next day we come to this area where the ground is like red clay and kind of like pockmarked all over. And suddenly as we're walking through it, the ground begins shifting and these five giant scorpions emerge. No. That off, and we accidentally walked into a scorpion nest. So that was unfortunate. Like in Lord of the Rings, the spiders? Kind of. Yeah, but scorpions, so I would argue worse, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. those spiders were scary. They were. 
But anyway, Glenn got knocked unconscious. Nathaniel almost got knocked unconscious. But we managed to kill said scorpions and carry on our way. The trees are getting noticeably taller. So that's good. We're thinking like redwoods here, like hundreds of feet tall trees. Um, and Sumi kind of notices that there's not really any atmospheric noise around here. Like there's no birds. It's really just silence and us walking. So that was a little weird. And then Glenn notices that there are nine tabaxi panthers in the trees above us watching us. And as they see him notice us, they all kind of drop down to the ground and surround us holding weapons. And uh, so this is like, again, a Lord of the Rings reference, because that's my favorite thing. When the Fellowship is entering Lothlorien and then all the <laughs> elves surround them. And they're yeah. just like, the dwarf was so loud, we could hear him in the dark, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it's that kind of situation. <laughs> and they recognize Viper and are very surprised to see him back. Oh. Turns out Viper was forced out of tall trees. Which of course. is where he comes from. He didn't leave by choice, uh, did something that the clan disagreed with, and turns out Viper's a prince. <gasps> Which the I will secrets. say, I called very early in the campaign as a joke. We had been talking, I can't even remember the context of it, but I know I said it. We were chatting about Viper's backstory at one point, very minimally, because we don't know anyone's backstory. And I joked, maybe Viper's a secret prince. And I got some weird looks, and I decided not to push it. And Viper's an actual secret prince. So, yay. You should get intuition, like, boosters. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I am so pleased. It drives, okay, this is a tangent. It drives me nuts when I do this, when I'm reading actual book series or, like, watching TV series where I predict what's going to happen in a book a couple episodes. It also drives me crazy because Rebecca likes to say them out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I accidentally almost spoiled this for everybody, apparently, because I said it out loud, but at least I had the presence not to push it. (laughs) But it was very satisfying. I was just going to say, it's so satisfying when you're right. So satisfying. Yeah. Well, in this case, it was more satisfying. In a book, it's like I've literally spoiled it for myself. But for this kind of situation, I'm like, I was right. Not so, not yeah. to take the tangent even further, but I remember we were watching Stone of Destiny, which is actual history. So it's like not hard to know the ending. But I remember <laughs> you like predicted it. And was in it, my group defense, of us? I didn't know the history. <laughs> and all of us were like, yeah, yeah, that, maybe that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I process verbally, okay? <laughs> Which is, it's, I mean, it's fun. It's all, it's all fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> secret prince. Hello, Tangerine. That's a great okay. look of your chin. Um, Viper's a secret prince. Okay, uh, yeah. So the party that has encountered us says they'll escort us into tall trees to Viper's dad, who can then decide what's going to happen. And they're all kind of like bowing to Viper awkwardly because... Obviously, he got kicked out, but he's still royalty, right? So, like, how do, how do we deal with him kind of thing? Yeah. But they escort us back to the village and get ropes to help us climb up because the village is actually up in the trees. It's not on the ground. Like in Robin back. Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood or, like, Ewok Village kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but as they just use their claws to climb the trees, so there's not really ladders or anything. So we need some ropes to help us up. So it's, like, 100, 200 feet up. And it's like tree houses and platforms and rope bridges and the whole shebang. 
and they bring us over to this kind of bigger meeting hut. And as we're going by, we're passing, you know, the other tabaxi in the village, and many of them are recognizing Viper and seeming shocked and some angry to see him back. So what does he do? Excellent. Uh, so we go into this big meeting hut. Please don't scratch the couch, cat. And an older tabaxi is standing at the table. There's like a big round table in the middle of the room. And he's standing there. He's got like fancy necklace with hunting trophies and whatnot, clearly in charge. And there's a second younger tabaxi who looks like he's been in a fight more recently, perhaps. And uh, we follow our escorts and bow as we approach in uh, respect for the chief of the clan, I guess. And uh, the older tabaxi is not thrilled to see Viper, predictably. And this is his dad. Heads up. Lots of hard to remember names in the tabaxi. That's fine. I, I Reminder won't. that Viper's full name is the Viper who flicks his tongue. So <laughs> That's Viper's a name. dad is named Leopard and Highgrass. Okay further referred to as Highgrass. And uh, Viper tells his dad that we, the party, are the knowledge that he promised to bring back from the world. And we're all like, uh, okay. to us. I am now knowledge. <laughs> we are knowledge. And Viper's like, yeah, Glenn builds things. Brenna sings and tells stories. Mako is half fish. Sumi blends the elements. And Nathaniel is very strong. This is um a little bit bugs lifey <laughs> this is the plot of the bugs life <laughs> <laughs> amazing i loved that in these are all actual things that viper's character uh viper's player had said in comp complimenting each of us so like glenn builds things brenna sings etc mako is half fish was the compliment <laughs> I feel like that's just an observation of reality, so not necessarily a compliment. No character for Mako. He's just a fish. Then that's fish man over there. Yeah. So <laughs> we were all like, okay, that's we're knowledge now. Um, and high grass. I've got a cat on my lap again. High grass kind of decides to extend a hand out to Viper and says, we could use your help at this time, um, but your past is not forgiven kind of thing. So He's come at a good time, but there's still drama. So we're escorted to a guest cabin, which is very nice of them to provide. And uh, once we get there, we ask the Viper, oh, what the heck is going on? <laughs> what happened? Why he left? Etc. And apparently Viper learned the lizard folk magic, which was not allowed in the Tabaxi clan. Magic is pretty uncommon among the Tabaxi. Um, like learned arcane magic is pretty uncommon. They have druids. <laughs> no, and just short and stuff. Short. What is it called? Shorthand magic. It's like card tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> no card tricks. No pulling rabbits out of hats. Really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, nobody. So, no, they have like druids and clerics, like healing and nature magic. Yeah. In the D and D world, would be magic you're born with. But okay. then there's magic of, like, sorcerers and most of the other magic classes would be learned magic. And so okay. that kind of stuff is more frowned upon. And Viper was seeking out the more arcane magic, which got him in trouble and kind of 
embarrassed the family and he was sent away from home under the pretense that he was going to go find information about the world um when really it was because of the magic they were just trying to save the royal family face (laughs) it was basically a changing the narrative thing um so when we got into the room and he announced us as the knowledge that was for everyone else's view yeah okay yeah um but we had heard from obviously like i explained earlier from fang and falcon like we know there's about to be a clan meeting here so presumably that's why viper has arrived at a good time that his perspective i guess could be useful in this um and the younger tabaxi who is in the meeting room with his dad is his braggly one pardon this graggly one (laughs) the one who'd been in a fight (laughs) yeah um is his brother okay who seemingly is the one who killed one of the lizard folk and uh now there's an issue of uh, maybe there being some war <laughs> or something because uh-huh. it seems to have been unjust combat um breaking an existing alliance between the tabaxi and the lizard folk because the lizard folk person he killed was like a prince in the lizard clan essentially so now they want like you killed one of ours, we want to kill one of yours, kind of thing. And that's not good. His brother's name is Three Prongs of Lightning. What is he called? Further referred to as Three Prongs. It's so absurd what they choose to emphasize. (laughs) Well, I don't remember. No, I think we did. Yeah, that was just who they were referred to as. I don't think it's just my notes. It's just, it, it doesn't seem to yeah. follow any sort of pattern, like what no, part they doesn't. emphasize. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, yeah, so three prongs. And then suddenly uh, Falcon, again, who we met in Scarbia, walks into the cabin. Turns out he's Viper's cousin. <laughs> so. No one wanted to mention that earlier. No one wanted to mention that. Yeah. And him and Viper had been having conversations away from the rest of us earlier because they're cousins uh and obviously he was party to the situation at hand uh so we chat with him a bit and we're like wow you're here <laughs> what do you know about trade out who's the yeah. guy that we have to kill in scarabia so we we get some information about him on just identifying trito in general habits and things there really isn't much to go off of um but Hey, at least we have some information now. Yeah. And uh, after he leaves, we ask Viper about this incident with Three Prongs um, killing the lizard folk. And like, does this seem in character for his brother? Or does this seem like weird and totally different from what he would expect? And he says he's not totally sure, but his brother did seem off when we came in earlier. Um, and decides that he's going to sneak out the window of the guest cabin that we've been told not to leave. And go visit his brother in his brother's cabins. Uh, so he sneaks out. He's very sneaky. He's going to be able to do it. And I minor illusion him lying in a corner of one of the cabin, like sleeping under a blanket, just in case the guards check in on us, because there are guards outside our door. So we got cover, at least, I guess. And uh, we all just oh, kind really? of look really unsuspicious for a while waiting for him to come back don't be suspicious don't think (laughs) we're just bopping to ourselves in the cabin and then after a bit viper comes back and he thinks his brother is innocent it does feel very uncharacteristic and having talked to his brother uh he he's arguing for innocence here Uh, three prongs says that the lizard folk erling 
attacked him unprovoked, like just spontaneously attacked him. And so he had to kill him in self-defense. Yeah. The two of them had been meeting regularly at the kind of the spot between where their clans lived. And one day he just came out of the water to their meeting place, attacked him and three prongs had to kill him. So he didn't die, basically. Meeting. They were meeting to uh, talk about Yanti movement on their borders. <sighs> they're kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Their truce is basically to protect both clans. So they're unified against the Yanti. Basically. It wasn't forbidden love? No, it wasn't forbidden love. <laughs> that we know of. The three prongs is owned up to. Who knows? <laughs> um, exactly. Three... Who knows? Who knows? Three prongs says he can't think of a motivation for why the lizard folk would attack him. They definitely didn't just have a bad breakup. Um, anyway. Jealousy. <laughs> so, like, maybe it was an assassination attempt. Who knows? So anyway, the decision seems to be Three Prongs is arguing his own innocence and Viper believes him. So we take a long rest. And uh, the next morning, we're obviously still in tall trees. And we are summoned to attend the clan meeting. Uh, We non-Tabaxi party members have been granted permission to attend, though we are not allowed to speak during the meeting. We're just sitting in the back, observing and listening. Um, And uh, we go into this large center hut that we were in yesterday and it's now filled with tons of tabaxi from all five of the clans so there's leopards and lynx and panthers and lions and mountain lions oh my and um all of them filling up and fang is here who we saw in scarabia uh if you remember fang he's like the ultimate himbo he was in the fighting rings at uh scarabia just beating a bunch of people up and winning a lot and getting a lot of money uh he's a good guy just, I have no recollection of that. He's very sweet and uh, not terribly clever, but <laughs> we love him all the same. And he's very enthusiastic and he, he was very nice to us. So we're very happy to see him again. He's happy to see us. <laughs> However, Viper then admits to Fang that um, he's not actually from Muddy Marsh. Like he claimed when we met Fang, he's from here in Tall Trees. And Fang is really sad that he was lied to. Um, understandably, and it just kind of sadly goes back to his seat across the room, and we're all like, Viper, you did this to our friend Fang. So, that was unfortunate. Um, but then the meeting starts getting started, and several older Tabaxi in, like, fancy headdresses enter the room, and these are five elders of the, the clans. And one of the elders, whose name is Rain in High Winds, I think we refer to him as High Winds. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rain and Highwinds is furious to see Viper there, um, and just like shouts out across the room, "This one is banished. Why is he here?" And uh, says that Viper brought shame to the clan and everything they stand for, and is like getting kind of worked up. And Viper's dad steps forward and kind of defends Viper enough to tell Highwinds to be quiet basically and the elder concedes to him um, but is clearly not happy that Viper is there and Viper's dad opens the meeting. The lizard folk are demanding that the Tabaxi hand three prongs over to them to atone for the killing of their prince mm-hmm. and if they don't the truce will be voided and there will be a war between the lizard folk and the Tabaxi clans mm-hmm. don't want to show weakness to the lizard folk um, but all four of the other clans would rather 
hand three prongs over Zen go to war with the lizard folk and Highgrass does not want to hand his son over understandably yeah. um, three prongs is just staying very quiet um, while his dad defends him whether by choice or his dad told him to sit there and shut up <laughs> who knows but he's just being very quiet while his dad defends him doesn't and... want to expose his love affair <laughs> Uh, someone calls out that the clans should just cut off tall trees and this can be tall trees war tall trees problem the other clans will separate from them so that would also be kind of a bad thing yeah the clans traditionally work together Mm -hmm. um and at this point viper speaks up and asks who among them was there to see what happened and uh no one says anything three prongs says no one else was there to witness and to prove what happened. So there's no evidence either way, whether Three Prongs just randomly decided to kill this guy or whether it was self-defense, um, which Viper points out, self-defense is permitted. Maybe it was self-defense. Um, and the other clans are kind of basically saying they don't care. The lizard folk want blood and they're gonna have it either way. They're gonna have Three Prongs or they're gonna have war. We would rather them have Three Prongs. Yeah. And Viper's kind of defending his brother's character, like. He's not the kind of guy who's going to go randomly, spontaneously killing people, especially when it's going to break a truce between his clan, etc. And Fang voices up at this point that, like, maybe they've overlooked something when they looked into the situation as clans before we arrived. And uh, he's one of the leaders of his clan. And so he voices that his clan supports that Viper should be given some time to try to prove his brother's innocence before a decision is made to hand three prongs over or to cut off tall trees, either way. And seemingly having some influence, it's agreed upon that Viper and us, the party, will be given two days to find proof of three prongs innocence or the clans will make their decision, be it what it may. And the meeting is adjourned. And as the elders get up to lead, to leave um brenna who has a very high insight which i love can tell that the elder high winds is really mad that viper is holding up the handing over of three prongs and yeah. like he's struggling not to speak up about it and keep pushing this and to hide his anger he's really mad that viper's been given time to prove three prongs innocence so we all leave and go back to our guest cabin viper rejoins with us and we kind of are theorizing about what's up so sumi's wondering like will the lizard folk keep sending assassins are they really intent on killing three prongs specifically and brenna mentions that high winds was obviously really mad at viper we all saw that and viper says high winds was one of the most vocal about banishing him when he was sent away so it sort of seems like high winds wants both of the brothers gone yeah interesting he's really pushing this so we were wondering does highwinds have magic himself and viper's not really sure not to his knowledge at least and uh we were wondering like could three prongs meeting with the lizard folk have angered highwinds maybe he was getting too chummy he was worried what happened with viper was gonna happen with three prongs jealous that they fell in love maybe they fell in (laughs) love yeah totally it's just forbidden love every time <laughs> this is the first time i've ever been like love plot line obviously i'm very aware it's, it's just funny to me <laughs> yeah so we're all theorizing and then we have a long rest because long meeting day and now we wake up we have two days 
to prove three pronged innocence. And we're really good at planning things. We're really good at getting things done in a limited amount of time. Um, so this is going to go really well. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, we decide Eleanor's going to stay resting in the guest hut because let's be frank, she's not super useful to this operation. <laughs> and just needs a lot of rest. That so. frail body's not going to be any help here. Exactly. Also, she's just a little rich girl. She's not going to really help us a whole lot. So we leave her to rest and just hang out in her vacation hut treehouse and make a to-do list. So we have three things we want to do. We have to check the scene of the crime where they were meeting. We have to hopefully talk to some of the lizard folk and maybe get their side of the story. Could be useful. And we want to investigate the super sus elder, Rain and High Winds, because we don't like him. And yeah. he doesn't seem to like Viper or Three Bronx. So we're going to start with the scene of the crime. And we decide to head out to Tall Trees. Uh, as we're heading out kind of along the bridges, we see a cluster of a dozen or two tabaxi all gathered outside the main hut. And High Winds is like up on a box addressing the crowd. So we kind of walk over to listen. And the crowd is... Um, scared and angry they're they're worked up and high winds is trying to calm them down you know the elders are not trying to cause war we're trying to do what's best for tall trees he's assuring them that high grass has their best interests in mind and the crowd is clearly not super supportive of high grass and how he's been defending three prongs and they're worried he's putting tall trees at risk kind of thing and uh these names are so confusing. I know, right? <laughs> They're worried Viper's dad, the chief, yes, no. is uh, putting tall trees at risk for him. I just can't tell the difference life. between a place and a person I or know. a character. I, I know. <laughs> Imagine playing through this whole game. I would have been like, hey, guys, can we just number everything? <laughs> Characters get numbers. Places get letters. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Other way around, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so High Winds, uh, the elder, is kind of assuring them, don't worry, the elders will talk reason into high grass and not abandon the people of Tall Trees. And Brennan can tell that he's being real intentional with the language that he's using. And he's uh, kind of planting seeds of discord there so that the trust is in the elders and not in high grass. And mm. there's some, maybe some mutiny bubbling under yeah. this here, which is interesting. And he definitely begins speaking quieter as soon as he notices us coming closer. So we considered maybe checking out his house while he's queerish here and not in his house, but it's middle of the day. There's lots of people around. It would be really difficult to do it without being seen. So we decided not to do that. We will indeed go check out scene of the crime. And as we're walking across the bridges, Brenna plays, I have an instrument of illusions that as I play it, like little illusional figures come out as I wish. And so I'm like pied piping the tabaxi children along the bridges. It was a great time. <laughs> and then Glenn suggests that, well, it would take too long for us to get ropes and climb down the trees. Why don't we just all jump and I'll cast feather fall on us and we'll parachute down and descend safely. He has this spell called feather fall that slows you down so that you don't splat on the ground. That, that is the whole purpose of the spell. Um, but it's like 250 feet down. And in the moment I decided, Brenna's scared of heights. <laughs> and so I said, no, I don't want to jump off a tree and trust that your spell is going to keep me from falling flat on the ground. So we had a bit of a disagreement about that. And uh, Glenn rolled a natural 20 persuasion check. So I was kind of obliged to jump off a tree. <laughs> kind of. 
<laughs> yeah. I was obliged. <laughs> yeah. So I agreed to try. He cast another fall, and so we got to the bottom. And I was like, mm, that was kind of fun. Maybe we should do that again. <laughs> so we, we like our method of getting down now, which is excellent. <laughs> I mean, at least we got there. We got there. And uh, we head to the meeting spot, which was like, I think, half a day away or something. Not too far. Where Three Prongs and the Lizard Folk person were meeting. And half a day? It was, it was, a, it was an hour it wasn't terribly long, but compared to having to walk for weeks, you know. But in my head, they were like in a clearing around the bend. Yeah, not well. It's two different tribes. They're meeting in the middle, right? Okay. So they don't want to live too close to each other. That makes sense. It is a it is a clearing, uh, in the trees, kind of at the edge of the swamp. So like a jungle beach, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard those two words put together. Jungle beach. It's a jungle beach. <laughs> and the bugs are bad. Wouldn't that just be a swamp? It's a swamp. 100%. But there's like a land to swamp area. So that's <laughs> the beach part. You know? I love being delusional. I'm trying to make the best of a bad time. You know? <laughs> that's what, um, I mean, that's what we need in the world. Exactly. Exactly. But as we get there, it's clear that uh, there's been a lot of foot traffic around here since this happened. Because it happened, I think, a couple weeks ago. It's not recent. Um, so it's probably ruined a lot of the evidence that we might have been able to find. The Compromise scene of the crime. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't, like, rope it off or anything. It was poorly handled. Um, but <laughs> the trees are smaller here. There's lots of mossy boulders. And I have in my notes here, actually, a beach into the swamp. So I'm not too delusional. <laughs> um or you just have always been delusional. Whatever. However you want to spin it. <laughs> Nathaniel looks around and he doesn't really see evidence of someone having hidden and like been watching activity in the clearing, like spying on the conversations. Glenn's looking at the boulders and he notices there's like a lot of dead creatures around the boulder. And some have been dead for a long time, but some more recently. So that's weird. Um, Brenda's kind of scanning out to see if we can currently see anyone around watching us, observing this area. Um, and Sumi joins Glenn was looking at this, this boulder and these animals around and notices that a lot of them have died pretty graphically, like not natural causes as if they've been fighting each other to the death. Um, and Mako's looking around the water and there's not a lot of living things in the water. It's also just a lot of dead water creatures that also kind of looked like they died fighting each other and he's getting a magic sense from the floor of the bog about 30 feet out in the water <laughs> i'm very scared suddenly i got spooky so mako pulls out his handy dandy folding boat because that's our favorite it, it was a joke thing when we got it but honestly it's the best magic item ever. So they make a little canoe and they row out to where he's sensing this magic. And then I would have been like, let's turn around. Zumi water bends it away so that we don't have to touch the water because clearly something's sus around there. And uh, Viper uses his magic mage hand to pick up this medium-sized rock that's sitting at the bottom, bubbling. And it has arcane runes carved on it so clearly bad news but we don't want to touch it so he uses this magic hand to touch it and put it at the bottom of the boat so that no one's touching it with bare skin and stuff and they head back to the beach <laughs> and uh 
Yeah. The pristine white sand. It's beautiful out there. The palm trees, the hammocks. Yeah. The dead creatures. (laughs) (laughs) So Glenn casts identify on the rock and the runes that are carved into it. And it's kind of imbued with this spell that's similar to one called Crown of Madness. That's a charm spell that makes an affected creature go crazy and become violent. But this isn't quite the same magic. It's been manipulated somehow. It's not true enchantment magic. There are different classes of magic. So there's like enchantment magic. There's necromancy magic. There's... My least favorite kind of magic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lots of different kinds of magic. So the original Crown of Madness spell is an enchantment spell. But this one isn't an enchantment spell. So it's, it's been manipulated. And uh, it seems that this magic is affecting everything in a range rather than a single target like the Crown of Madness spell does. And he's getting this weird sense from, like, I guess studies that he's done that this is unlike any magic that exists today. And there's an old school of magic that was such a bad school of magic. It got banned everywhere. And it's blood magic. Mm. You having a good time back there? It makes me so uncomfortable. Just wait. No, I don't. No, I'm <laughs> scared. As we're studying the rock, Brennan notices a lizard folk individual standing watching us from about 60 feet away. So as we notice them, they turn around and begin to run away. So Nathaniel casts hold person to stop them from running away and we catch up to them. And Mako attempts to cast a zone of truth so that no one can lie in this space and we can ask some questions but it fails unfortunately so uh <laughs> brenna casts charm person instead i don't know why we immediately went panic charm them rather than just like asking questions like normal people would we didn't <laughs> give them a chance we kind of panicked so i charmed them and uh we started asking some questions and uh she knew the lizard folk individual that viper learned magic from when he was learning magic from them, and she was actually raised by him. They didn't know each other, but they have this person in common, obviously. And uh, that person was killed when the Yanti attacked their village and uh, killed a lot of them, basically. She says it was really strange because the Yanti knew where their strongest fighters were and took them out in the middle of the night so that they could then attack the entire village kind of thing. And so it was like a, a planned attack, which seems kind of uncommon from how the Yanti usually operate. So we're asking her, like, do the Yanti know blood magic? No, that's scary. Do the Yanti know blood magic? Like, could they be trying to take the tribes down, get them to take down each other so that they, the society collapses and the Yanti can take over or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. But Yanti don't perform arcane magic. So it doesn't seem likely to have been the Yanti making this kind of magic. And uh, she says no one in their village has gotten sick recently, but people go missing a lot because we're wondering, like, was there some kind of sickness affecting three prong or the, the lizard folk that attacked three prongs? Um, but no, seemingly not. And so we arranged to meet her and the lizard folk elders at the same clearing tomorrow evening, because then we will either be able to present proof that three prongs is innocent that we will have hopefully found by then, or I guess we'll be handing three prongs over. <laughs> so she agrees to this. She leaves and uh, we decide to head back to tall trees and do some science experiments with our rock. 
Why are you scared of the evil rock? <laughs> I This stuff is so scary to me. It's spooky. It makes me feel... Yeah. <laughs> so we have our evil rock that we're trying not to touch because it's scary. And Viper goes up into the village because he can climb faster than we could get ropes and whatnot and comes back with an animal trap and a bucket of water. So we put the rock in the bucket of water to create us some evil water with our evil rock. And we set the trap up to try to catch a jungle creature and we're going to try and feed it magic water and see what happens. So we catch a little iguana creature. It's not thrilled to have been caught, uh, but we put a little bowl of evil water in the cage and we sit there and we wait for it to drink. And we wait for like almost an hour and it's just angry at us and it doesn't want to drink. So it finally takes a drink and then nothing happens. And it's oh. fine. And we're like, that was really anticlimactic. We waited an hour for this. So we wait a little longer and Mako tosses a bowl of the water onto the lizard because he's getting impatient and it starts freaking out. Like its eyes grow red and it's bashing itself against the cage, trying to get out, like ignoring to how it's actually injuring itself. And so I cast Dispel Magic on it really fast because it, it's hurting itself and this is bad and I, I don't like animal experimentation anymore. And the animal <laughs> comes down and I cast a healing word on it because it had injured itself. And so now it's okay because it's just a tiny creature so I, I could heal it fully. It's all better. Nothing happened. Um, so the water's evil. Don't touch the water. So we go back up. But it's okay to drink the water. Seemingly, it's very, but we probably don't want to drink the water either way. Um, so we go back up to our tree hut with our bucket of water with the rock and our little lizard. I don't know why we didn't free the lizard. I guess he's our pet now. And uh, so we're going to, we decide we're next, we're going to take a tour around the village, quote unquote, with Mako and Glenn detecting magic as we go to see if they can get any similar feeling magic from one of the huts, maybe someone here has mm -hmm. presence of that kind of magic on them. <laughs> this is making so many I'm really uncomfortable faces right now. <laughs> I just got the chills. I feel uh, nauseous. <laughs> Do we need to stop? No, it just <laughs> is scary. So we should just hurry up. We should keep going? Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go scout and see if the guys can get by of any similar magic. Glenn gives Elnora this um, horn that he has that's a horn of silent alarm in case she needs us. And uh, he, Glenn is a super awkward human being. It's amazing how awkward he is. And so he really kind of freaks Elnora out, giving her this horn of alarm in case she needs a cause. You know, it blows silently, so when you blow my horn, no one will hear it, but I'll hear it secretly in my head kind of thing. And she's like okay i'm not gonna touch that <laughs> if you blow this i'll just catch a vibe yeah basically so he didn't mean to be that awkward but it definitely came out that way i so, appreciate the awkwardness yeah and we leave and she's probably really glad that we just left so we walk around the village really slowly getting the tour and there's no pings of magic at Highwind, the elder's house. There's no pings of magic at Three Prongs, Viper's brother's house. We head towards the main building. And the elders and Highgrass are meeting in there. We're not getting any vibes of magic from any of them. So we head back to Highwind's, the elder's hut. Um, we haven't gotten any magic vibes from anywhere. So we decide, excellent, it's time to scout out his house. 
and Brenna turns Glenn and Viper invisible and the rest of us go chill at the nearest bridge so that we're not all like super awkwardly hanging out in front of his house while our friends break into it. So we go hang out further down, enjoy the view, you know, and then Glenn and Viper come back and they found a trap door in his house leading to a well-used path down the tree of his house and away into the jungle where no one else would be going. So we parachute back down to the ground to investigate where that goes. And that's where I'm going to end. Oh my God. <laughs> you all right? I'm in distress. <laughs> and I got the heebie-jeebies. It's not Yanti though. It's seemingly <laughs> worse, I'm going to say. I think I preferred the Yanti because they were just gross, scary creatures. This is unpredictable magic yeah that's i would fully fair. don't do well with magic it's so off-putting to me and i'm very <laughs> afraid I'm very i feel afraid. i feel so exhausted <laughs> imagine if you just played a six-hour game going through this this is literally why this is ha- what's happening because i couldn't <laughs> i i'd be like okay let's and i'd be like you know what i'm I'm unable to. Bye, guys. I'm emotionally, mentally, physically exhausted. It's a lot some days. Last week, this is a slight tangent, or the week before, I can't remember. The last session we played, I then had something later that evening, and then had something the day after that, and I was like, I have made a serious mistake. My body is exhausted. <laughs> it was rough. It's worn completely down. So what, what do you what notes did you get from that wild ride? It, there's large gaps because <laughs> you were just so in, into the story, just enthralled. The more I crouched, the less I was able to comprehend reality, <laughs> and and like I can barely keep my eyes open. I am so tired. I mean, that has about this. Actually, hopefully not. It is a little spooky. Don't dream about it. No, and that's influenced by many things, but this is just like. I don't know. I guess because I don't know what happens next. It's just yeah. so many outcomes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, okay, so it started off pretty fine. Like, mm-hmm. you were on a go, just a lot of overcoming predict- predictable obstacles yeah. in terms yeah. of getting away. You, yeah. um, There was, like, figuring out the, the box, the key mm-hmm. box. You got some, some platinum money, whatever. Yeah. Um, you just the goal at the beginning was just to get back and yeah. get Eleanor. Yeah. Um back to where she belongs. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little little We knew that, we were gonna have to detour because we knew we were gonna need somewhere to rest. Yeah, but this is not restful. Yeah, no, this suddenly became more than we signed up for really quickly. So right now my first note before I know anything's happening, just after like, I just wrote notes about like getting out, yeah, going where you going home, all this stuff. It's just I just have tall trees secrets because <laughs> I know I just know I just know. <laughs> so and many- then oh, there was a little bit about the scorpions. I thought that was gonna be more than it was, but I mean, yeah, we got through it. Then the the revelation, Prince Viper. Surprise, surprise. No one would have thought, except you did. (laughs) 
I don't remember why I thought that. And I wish I did. I looked back in my notes yesterday to be like, did I write down when I predicted that he was a secret prince? And I didn't. And it bugs me because I can't remember why, like what triggered it. Yeah. But I'm so satisfied. I mean, it is impressive because there, for me, there was no indication at all, obviously. Right? Like, it's one thing to predict a book or a TV show where often there are fairly predictable tropes that are happening. But in a completely improv game of characters that are created by individual people, you're not generally seeing as many of those tropes unless everyone's kind of consciously playing into them a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what made it more satisfying for me. Anyway. And also to have, like, no hints, right? Mm -hmm. There, There was no hints. No. At all. Just some random scammer who came from the yeah. continent was all we knew of him before now, basically. So, pretty exciting, but also, mm-hmm. even like, I mean, the some secrets revealed, but also adds a whole nother layer yeah. of more secrets. And then it just gets worse because, well, you find out, I mean, I like the buzz like parallels <laughs> that was funny to me i mean maybe not intentional but still funny to rewatch bugs life that was not <laughs> intentional at all but it, i love it so um i don't know why i wrote this 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 was before everything but i just wrote magic bad this was before anything yeah. was revealed well, the the clans, the Tabaxi clans don't like magic. Generally. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that would be There's why. that. But, I mean, it just gets worse. <laughs> so magic bad. And then potential war with the lizards. Yeah. So there's, like, inner, inter-clan conflict. And then yeah. there's, like, conflict with other, other tribes. Creatures and stuff. Yeah. I'm still rooting for the forbidden love. <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> I think, that was one of your notes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said I said no forbidden love, sad. But I think it's more because I I knew it was getting scary. I'm like, <laughs> so happy we thoughts. Love happy girl. thoughts. No, it's just gonna be forbidden love, and then everything's gonna be okay. But it well, didn't. You need to take notes, and in one of the further arcs, you need to introduce a forbidden love plot, please, just for Des. No, <laughs> a message for the DM directly. It has to be for when it, things are really scary, and yeah. then it's like, just kidding. Yeah, next time things are really scary, actually, they're not scary. It was forbidden love the whole time. But but that's actually not even the point, right? It's not even a yeah. big part. It was yeah. just like, you guys are so silly. Wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> Moving on. And everyone's just like, what happened? <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, whatever. I'm um, I hope they're happy. Okay. Yeah. Next. <laughs> keep going. Um, so I just wrote bad reception, which I'm assuming yeah. is because you weren't like received well or... Yeah. Everyone was mad to see Viper, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wrote, <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of things. <laughs> I was like, we really need to get, and it just, the bottom of things is getting very, deeper very and deeper deep. and deeper. <laughs> I don't want to get to the bottom anymore. Stop getting to the bottom of things and just leave, honestly. <laughs> Literally. It's so funny reading these notes because obviously it's just like play by play. And then I'm yeah. like, ah. <laughs> I was so innocent back then. Exactly. Uh, um, uh, everyone's against the brother, yeah. the scraggly brother. They just want to 
get it over not actually scraggly you read into that i know but he's still a buff fighter type to vaccine (laughs) oh i don't i didn't think like weak frail i think this little like he's got a little snaggle tooth kind of alley cat (laughs) kind of rough around the edges maybe a scar in his eyebrow that's what i think of scraggly okay um it's really funny though because my interpretation influences everything about my right. perception, but you might not be trying to communicate any of that. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, that's how it is. That's him now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I took notes on what he looked like other than like probably also a panther like Viper. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun to just think what I want. <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, you're investigating i wrote crime scene investigation like csi yeah (laughs) um but that's when things just got so scary and that's also when i stopped taking notes (laughs) my my last notes were spooky ooky blood magic bad water that's it and there was so much happened but i got that kind of sums it all up really (laughs) spooky ooky blood magic bad water (laughs) bad water that's that's where it ends i think i did pretty good there was like some gaps but it was pretty like and this happened this happened and then just spooky ooky pretty much but i find it so off-putting and scary like truly truly i am afraid it's 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 um i don't know it's so nerve-wracking to me i mean you're right it is totally unpredictable and especially even in character with it being a banned school of magic essentially it's something none of us would know anything about. Like even those of us who know stuff about magic don't know stuff about this magic. So it's just an unknown for everybody. I don't like it's ironic. I don't like magic. <laughs> even though the, that's pretty much the premise of all of this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say D and D kind of is just magic class. They don't like it. I don't like the magic part. It's scary. <laughs> Need to go play like a D and D campaign that's like a, a bake-off or something where it's just totally mundane experiences just in a fantasy world <laughs> literally not even fantasy just yeah just just a, a world yeah well so yeah i mean a lot happened you're doing investigating the little chameleon lizard iguana friend is yeah. uh under some sort of he's something out with elnora he's better now yeah you the found the tr- did work so that was really helpful for our science experiment because we okay. weren't sure if there was going to be a way to like stop the magic kind but of but to what degree you don't know yet like how well, it much... seemed to stop it entirely because before okay. he was under the influence his eyes changed color and everything uh, okay it was as if he no longer had control over his brain other than uh, get out and be aggressive sort of thing so as soon as that spell was cast that all changed and he went back to how he'd been before so it seems like that works, which is good to know if we need it down the road. Yeah, I hate but, possession too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not so much possession as it's a charm. Like, <laughs> can be argued as similar to possession, I suppose. But because of the level, I think we're level six at this point. I don't have that many spell slots that I can cast to spell magic in. Like, I think I only had two at this point because it's quite a high level spell. 
It was pretty mm-hmm. to me at that point. So we have it going forward if we need to deal with something using similar magic, but in very limited capacity. I, I have to like ration out how I'm going to use it. All of that stuff, I completely forget that's actually what's happening. Oh, yeah. Like in my head, you guys are just sitting around a table making up stories. <laughs> There's nothing else like influencing whether it works out yeah. or the level that you're able to oh, do something yeah. and, and the skills and yeah. all this stuff that your specific character has. That completely, like, I mean, I'm very aware of it, but when we're yeah. in it, all of that leaves my head. And right. I'm just picturing everyone's just literally telling stories. That's, yeah, and then we did this. And then, yeah, like, it's not, it's yeah. not realistic, but oh, it's good to be like, you know, reminded. Mm-hmm. So well, even yeah. with dispel magic, it's a limited spell. Like it can affect, it can dispel magics up to a certain level. But mm-hmm. if those magics are very high level magics, themselves, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant when, like, exactly. you don't know to what level it's going to work because it worked on yeah. him, exactly. but you don't know if it affects. So there's ways when you cast it against a really high magic that, like you basically roll to see if it can influence it. And yeah. like, it's not just, no, you can't affect this high magic. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility it could work, but it would be like stretching the potential of what Brenna has in her capability. Yeah. And it's all chance. So it really is like, yeah. Cause oh. with lower level magics, it's automatic, which is, yeah. but with the higher level ones, you never know. <sighs> But yeah, so you found the trap door, you're mm-hmm. going, you're trying to find it. But uh, to my understanding, it's not anywhere near the pond. No, okay. it's a different direction. Yeah, different direction. Off into the jungle and not really a way that seems to be well-traveled by the general population of the village. Like it's definitely <sighs> his personal little escape route to some little place that he's presumably traveling to or something's coming to him. Who knows? I am so, I got the heebie-jeebies, I'm so jumpy. Every noise, I'm like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, your cat, just blame it all on tangent. <laughs> the problem, this is, this is why we do things this way. I have an uh, uncontrollable overactive imagination. <laughs> Emphasis on uncontrollable. Yeah. Like many people, you have a very good ma- imagination. That's fine. I can't control it. There's no distinction for me. I get way too immersed. So I need like limits set on me. Yeah. The fact that I know so little is to everyone's benefit. Mine mostly because I need to sleep at night. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> but okay. So you're going to the the the, the trap door and we're going to see what happens next. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it would throw up. I'm glad that I didn't carry on. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because, like, last time I was just so, like, my heart was pumping. Yeah. There was so much excitement. Like, yeah. my heart rate isn't high, but I mm-hmm. feel physically sick this right. time. I'm like, I can't. This is... Uh, I yeah. feel well, sick. last time also, like, it was scary, but we kind of finished the scary bit. Like, we didn't leave. We were, we were running away and being chased, yes. Yeah. But it wasn't so much... A cliffhanger as like right now we're literally in the middle of solving a murder <laughs> yeah and like last time it was known conflict yeah you walked uh, into everything going yeah on. and the only thing that was yeah. suspenseful was how you were going to aco- overcome yeah. the known conflict this yeah. is unknown yeah 
and we don't know if we're gonna make it we don't even know what we're up against bad water (laughs) ookie spooky bad magic or what oh ookie spooky 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 blood magic bad water (laughs) yeah Uh, well i mean in conclusion very excited for what happens next very also very scared (laughs) i'm scared there's a lot of varies yeah i think that we'll be able to finish the second half of this arc next time it might be just as scary (laughs) but i think we'll be able to finish it so there'll be a cliffhanger probably i think just as Ooky spooky. Ooky spooky blood magic bad. I'm not even trying to say it in like a cute way. I feel eh, it that doesn't that does feel bad in my mouth. Bad water. Bad water. (laughs) Pretty much. Okay, well, that was exciting. I'm looking forward to what happens next. Hope everyone survives. And we I mean we'll see. Yep, we'll find out. Do you want to roll some dice? Yeah, let's do it. Hopefully, it's an indication. Um, what have I mean? We haven't done a lot in a while, but yeah. I like the. Did we do the cotton candy ones last time? We did this one with the liquid core last. Oh time. right, right, because that's new. Yeah. Okay, let's go with the cotton candy ones. The yeah. like blue and pink kind of. The blue and pink. Is that maybe I'm not seeing everything? I have right. this one that's blue and pink. No, that's like magenta and teal. I yeah, know. that this one. Okay, I mean, maybe it's not even blue or pink, but it has that's some, the one I'm talking about. Corners, it has some like purpley. Okay, yeah, but it's it's sky bluish mostly. Okay. okay, be good, friend. Be good. Six. <laughs> that was the same as last time. Was it? Was it a six last time? I can't I'm remember. Sure, I was very disappointed that it was below ten. I think I know it, was it was like below ten. Yeah. We need to, the, the dice, I'm telling you, my dice are really mad at me. I haven't been using them enough lately. I think I need to just buy all new dice. So well, I'm not sure about that. Great solution. <laughs> but that just means next time it's going to be ooky spooky again. Ooky well, ooky. that's accurate. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess the dice is all knowing, right? Yeah, absolutely. All hail thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Hope, I'm almost convinced no one else has heebie-jeebies like I do, so we're good. <laughs> but everyone takes delight in watching you get heebie-jeebies, so thank you for bringing joy to us all. I this isn't like I'm not playing anything up. I'm not. <laughs> this is real. I'm. Scared. This is real life. To me, it is. That is the problem. Yeah. It blurs the lines of reality for me, and I have no way of escaping. (laughs) I love it. I love escaping into a fantasy just for a bit. It's fun to escape in, but when you can't get out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should write you up a character, and you can just join us in the fantasy full on. (laughs) No, I think it's this. This is good for now. Okay. We're good. I like this way better. (laughs) Okay. Well. Uh, We'll see you next. See you guys. Bye. Bye.